0: Sarah Gody. Hey. <laughs> hey, there she goes. Hey. There she goes. Um, we're excited to be here with you today. Yes. We hope that you enjoyed our last episode um, about being reunited. It was really fun for us to get reconnected. And I hope just, it was great for you. It was a <laughs> great for us. But yeah, hope you had fun. We had a great time. You made a um, pause, but that's all right. <laughs>
1: I know about that fifteen second fast forward. So <laughs> don't <right>. anybody <laughs> try to tell me.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, today we're excited because we're going to be talking, we're doing a new episode called "Be Followers, Mm -hmm. and this is just something that we felt like it would be good to just kind of have a conversation about, something that maybe people want to... Here and want to learn more about. Um, I want to encourage you, though, before we get too far into the episode, to head over to iTunes and give us an iTunes review. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important for podcasts to be rated uh, so that people can find the podcast. If you really enjoy it, head over to iTunes and, um, and give us a rating. That would really help us out. Amen. Yes. Um, but so let's talk about being followers. Yeah. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about kind of like, why are you starting with me again? I know. Oh, I should start the other way. <laughs> I like, don't okay. know. You're just sitting. It's, <laughs> you maybe know, it's the know. foot. I <laughs> feel like it works for me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, just tell us a little bit like why y'all like were led to kind of, you know, like yeah. how did this come about that you wanted to talk about?
2: This? Well, we just feel like even in talking about reunited last week, um, or in the last two weeks ago just about how um, we're all in these new stages. And, you know, with every new stage of life comes new f- direction from God and changes, and you're, like, wondering, "Am I, is this what I'm supposed to do? Is this God's will? Am I called to this? Am I called to that? Like, it's just life is forever changing, and so it can make you second guess whether God's in it or not in it or what he wants of it. Mm-hmm. And so we were just thinking, even in light of how we're going to be adding some things on with Be Still Be Free here coming up this fall, like, um, you know, you just wonder sometimes. Am I supposed to walk through that door? Are we supposed to do this? And um, and that's whole that whole balance of being and doing. And you know, are we trying to make life happen for ourselves, or is this God trying to make life happen for us? And we're just being obedient. And so, with three different people here and three different s- stages of life, like because even the Monica and I are the same age, we're in different seasons of mm-hmm. life. Um, I think it'd be good just to share with our listeners how we feel like we hear God's voice and how we become a follower. Mm-hmm. Um and that sometimes we are just supposed to be followers. And and following means usually walking behind of, walking along with um but letting someone else lead and in this case it's it's God and yeah. him trying to lead us where he wants us to be.
0: Yep. Well, I'm excited We'll
1: yeah. have to go first. <laughs> well, let's put Amber on
2: the hot yes. spot. Let's <laughs> it really switch it we'll up. Let's start with Amber. Well, and we were talking just kind of through um before we started recording some things and I I want Amber to talk specifically about some of the changes that have happened in her life. And one in particular was um this new job that she has yes. and um how she was all in and then she was all out and then um you know, did it really match up with what she truly wanted to be doing for the rest of her life? Or was it more of a fit for what she's doing right now in her life? Um, And sometimes God wants us to be where it doesn't seem to make sense. And he works everything out. But, you know, and, and I'm gonna let her tell the story, but even she called the church and was like, I'm just really not sure. And they were still like, no, we want you to interview. And so some, I want you just to talk about how sometimes you have to walk through the hallway Mm -hmm. in order for the Lord to open or close the doors. Because if you're never walking in the hallway of doors, then you're never going to see the doors open and close. You're just constantly standing in the frame.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
2: I want you to, to talk about that a little bit.
0: Yeah. So, um, um, <laughs> it's so funny like like looking back on it now mm-hmm. because um, they contacted me in November and the way I got contacted was the interim who was at that church I had actually interned with her back in college for children's ministry and um, she recommended me for mm-hmm. this position and contacted me and said that you know I think you'd be perfect for this okay so this is November Ella was born in August I was just getting back into the swing of coming back to work and um I messaged her back and said no thanks but we're not looking to move really you know I'm definitely not looking to move back home um I really love my job and that's just not really where we're at well then like a week later she messages me again and is like no you really need like this is perfect for you you've got to like look into it and I said no again um and then I had gone home for something um like a you know it was maybe near Thanksgiving time or something. I was back in Georgia and, um, she wanted to get together with me and talk. And so we got lunch and, um, she just convinced me like, you know, listen, I just feel really strongly like this is something that, that God has for you. Um, and what are you, what are you hurting by, you know, putting your name in, right. you're not, you know, you're not hurting anybody by doing that. And I um, mean, she's even said like, you know, <clears throat> actually my mom said, um, Don't rob God of an opportunity. Of course, my mom totally had steak in the game. They were fasting and praying (laughs) back home. Weeping and gnashing (laughs) teeth. That's right. She was like, you know, don't rob God of an opportunity to bless you. Like, if, if, you know, if you feel like all you have got to do is take a step. So I I was like, fine. I put in my resume. um, And it wasn't too long after that that they contacted me and wanted me to kind of start the Mm -hmm interview process and when i came to work at cbc it was not like a long i mean it was like i'd volunteered here for a year and then greg is like hey you need a job you know yeah um like you just kind of get sucked in it wasn't so interviewing was super new to me and like a little intense and not um and they were interviewing several people but i remember going down for the first interview and i just met with the uh pastor and um I remember calling Andy and saying, I don't really know much about this at all. I don't really want to move back home, but I have a really strong feeling like this is just one of those things that's going to happen. Wow. I said like, um, like that time we like kind of fell into this new house like it was the house that really like God had for us. It feels like that. And Andy was like, oh, weird. Okay. (laughs) Because we just were, I cannot emphasize enough that we were not looking for anything. And, um, so then just kind of like, they were real slow moving. They're kind of like, that's the environment of that church. They, so it was like another month and they, you know, asked for another interview and then another month. And, um, then I had this interview with the committee and it was starting to get a little more intense. It was between like me and this other person. Mm -hmm. And, um, they, I'm trying to remember now what happened. Oh, So they were still super interested um but i was kind of going back and forth with like my intentions for like if if i was going to take the job what would i be taking it for mm-hmm. was it for like really the ministry of it or was it for um you know my own like selfish gain because i wanted to move back home or because you know whatever and um i i called the pastor and told him that I was feeling like, you know, this wasn't the right position for me because I didn't know that my intentions were right or if mm-hmm. I was called to that church or to right. that, you know, to children's ministry. I've never actually done, I've done like every other job right. in the church <laughs> in the children's <laughs> ministry. And the pastor told me, um, you know, I think you may need to rethink um, what a calling is. A calling mm. isn't necessarily like something you do forever. I think that a, a calling can fit into a certain season of your life. Wow. And, um, and that was a huge, like, it really spoke to me because it was hard for me to call him in the first place. Like my, like thought was when I call him, like, this is the end of this. Right. Um, and I felt like I was being obedient by doing that. But when he was basically not willing to let me (laughs) (laughs) like say no, um, it was just a confirmation that God was still like in this and like through that, I, I think, I feel like me being obedient in that is what made me, um, like sure that mm-hmm. this was like that God's hand was in it if that well, makes Well and it
1: made you more free because there was nothing you were kind of like yes. like you felt like you were no hiding conflict. in your heart because yeah. everything had been out
0: on the table. Right. So yes. like there is a huge freedom in yes. okay. Like That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I had that yeah, yeah. That resolved that conflict in my spirit. And so then our lease for our house was up um was it April at the I think so the beginning of April? And, or the end of April. Yeah. So we had to be out of our house or renew our lease for a year at the end of April. And I still didn't have confirmation on this job. If I had it or not, Andy still did not have confirmation. He had interviewed for a job, did not have confirmation. So we were like, we didn't know what to do because we either needed to like go ahead and move, um, without knowing that we had jobs or we needed to decide to stay. And we decided, we felt strongly enough that this is what God had for us Hmm. that we, you know, told our landlord, like we're moving in a month. We don't have jobs yet. But on the day that we moved, we both got confirmation that we had the jobs. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. When
1: God writes your story. That's
2: right. When God writes the story, right. But it took the willingness for you to do something that logically didn't necessarily make sense. Right. I would say
0: like that is like going back to like being followers and like, you know, knowing that God is speaking to you for me, Knowing that my in my brain it wasn't working, but in my spirit it was. Yes, was yep. a huge sign to me that this was of the Lord. Yep. That's and mean, did you just
2: have a peace? Like even though logically it was Absolutely, so just yeah. dis- combobulated in your head, but did you have a peace in your spirit? Yeah, totally right. And I, I think did. that's what mm-hmm. that we need to hear that sometimes because yeah. we want to be led by logic and not by faith. Yeah.
1: I will say too, though, there's an important distinction, and this is something that God had revealed to me a long time ago, um, that I continue to have to chew on when it comes to making decisions like that. A sense of peace is not the same thing as a sense of relief. Yes. And sometimes if you're like, are like, Oh, I totally have a peace about it. What you really mean is I feel relief that it worked out the way I kind of secretly wanted it to to. And those are two very different things. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because you'll have peace even when it works out in a way you didn't want it to. exactly That's yeah. the difference between relief and release. And mm-hmm.
0: I think it's interesting. Like, I feel like you can have some like, um, not anxiety or fear, but some serious caution and still have peace. Yeah. Yes. Like in my head, I was like, oh, where are we going to live? Like, yeah. what if we don't get the job, like, yeah. what am I going to do? Like, yeah. it's, I have a baby now. Like mm-hmm. there's a, a lot yeah. of like going on in my head, but all that after every single one of those, you just have a, you know, a sense in your spirit mm-hmm. of God saying, just trust me, Mm -hmm. just trust me. And that's what I kept going back to was just trust me. And so I, yeah, I think that I don't know if somebody is like in a season of life where they've got some changes or, um, you know, they're, they are feeling led right now, but Mm -hmm. Check your spirit because, Mm -hmm. and your spirit will tell you too, if it's not the right thing. That's right. I have had, um, I think I told the story on the podcast before that I had an opportunity in the past back in college for something. I really, really, really wanted a job I wanted. And I had a sense in my spirit that it wasn't right. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I called the, you know, the person who was in charge of it had been talking to me like on a daily basis and I called and left them a message saying, you know, to call me, I didn't say anything, but I had, you know, gotten a I felt like a really solid word from the Lord not to do it. And so right. I was calling the guy to tell him I wasn't going to be doing it. And um, he never called me back. Interesting. And he had been calling we me did talk for, that, right? yeah. for we did weeks, talk that. you know? Yep. So I feel like it's, it goes both ways. It does go sure. both ways. You know? You're right. But check, not check your spirit, not your mind, because I think that that's right. It's easy to get those two things. Absolutely. And that's the logic versus
2: the, the faith side. And so I'm going to call Monica out on a thing in her life. Uh Um, (laughs) sometimes, um, I think what's hard is when maybe there's not a right or a wrong, but a better and a best, because it's hard to know sometimes like is God in the better best or is he just in the right or wrongs? Right. Um, and so Monica has had a situation going into the school year and, um, you know, she was just really torn between this opportunity that had presented itself.
1: I mean, I wore Sarah out. I was like, I just really need to talk it through on the phone because I can't, I can't think for myself right now. You know, now. And
2: it's the permission thing to say no, but also checking why you're saying no. Mm-hmm. Are you saying no? Cause you don't want to be inconvenienced. And you just don't want to give up your freedom or are you saying no, because you really just don't have a piece that you're supposed to say yes. And so yeah. I'd love for Monica to share with us a little bit about that experience in her life <laughs> and then just how without her knowing why it, it all makes sense, right? why it led the way it did.
1: Well, I'll start by saying that you, like I have had situations where God has, I've okay. Backup. I've had like maybe one or two situations where I feel like I kind of heard an audible like this is the Lord. And so like in all of my 43 years, right. Two times, usually when, um, I feel like God is saying something to me, it's in such a still small voice. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's really a lot of times just feels like a thought that pops into my head yeah. that is unrelated to anything that's happening. Yep. So toward the end of last school year and at the beginning of the summer, um, I had been reading a lot of books. I've been reading essentialism, reading all these different things about creating margin and, um, saying no to what's good in order that you have room for what's great to come in.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, um, so I had just really kind of had this thought of like, I need to start saying no. And, um, you know, like that is a very hard thing for me because I can tend to be a people pleaser. Um, and also, like, kind of knowing, like, my life and my schedule, I kind of feel like there's a lot of times there. I could say yes, it's not going to be that big of a deal kind of thing. Um, but I just kind of over and over would have this thought of, like, it's okay, just say no, just say no, just say no. And so um, as the school year was approaching, I was asked to be a room mom for one grade, and I was, like, so confident and, like, uh, no no, I'm good. Like, yeah. Mm-mm. and then I was asked for it to be in a position on like a, this parent board and I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> but then a third thing came to be homeroom for a different class. Um, and that's where I started to really wonder and where I had to call Sarah. Cause I'm like, is this God's way of saying you need to be involved in this leadership kind of capacity? or is this another opportunity for me to be really firm in my no to really protect because I knew the things that we had kind of hadn't fleshed out yet but like we really wanted to do some new stuff with B and I want to have time for that and I want to have space for that and I want to have space like I had over the summer to like really just be with my kids and not be on the computer when they're home and not be working and just really engage emotionally with them and so um I just, like, I came to the conclusion after praying and, and seeking some counsel about it. Like, it's okay to say no to this. Like, yeah. I'm still going to be involved. I just don't, can't, don't need to be in charge this year yeah. of anything. Yeah. And so I said no. And um and that's the better, best, right, or wrong. It's yes. not right or wrong for no. you to be the
2: volunteer. Right. But was it what was best for you?
1: Exactly. Like, I was a room mom last year. Like, so I'm, I'm totally, and I really felt like God was like, you need to do that this time. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. But this time it was a, if I say yes, it's only because I feel like people are going to think bad about me or that I'm not a team player. Yeah. And those were my reasons. Mm-hmm. But I said no. And since I've said no, there have been, I have now a list of people who um, I want to meet with or who want to meet with me that are in some situations where they need some counsel, need some prayer, mm-hmm. need some like one-on-one ministry mm-hmm. stuff. And I can so freely say yes. Yes because I have the margin to do it and I, it doesn't like last year, if it would have happened, I'd been like, I don't know where to fit it in. I don't know where in the day I can make it work or what day of the week. And, um, I already had margin Mm -hmm. ready and available. And so when, when like I would talk to these people, I just would like, so feel the Lord be like, why don't you see if they want to go get coffee? Why don't you see if they want to go have lunch? And I can yes. because I don't have that other stuff. So it's just been very interesting how it kind of all started with a, you know, you can say no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, but it
0: wasn't this like big sign in heaven. Like no. make sure you say no to everything this right, summer because right. I'm going to do, you know, like Nothing it was just like this that. kind of like, and I think that is like a really huge testament to like how in tune you are with listening to the Lord. You know, like seeking him out and like being intentional about listening for his um, word whenever.
1: Yeah, and that's something that I've not done a good job of um, in the past because especially as, uh, you know, I know Amber knows like and a lot of people probably listening, if you work in ministry or work in church, you kind of just feel like everything's a yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) or that it should be or that like you don't have the right to say no or create like – you know, boundaries of any kind. And, um, so it's been a long journey for me to be able to do that. And so, um, Like you kind of feel like anything that comes your way is God's way of saying, I need you to be a part of this Yeah. instead of something coming your way and you pausing and being like, Lord, is this for me or is this for somebody else? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So even in ministry, even in church, in everyday life for everyday people, not everything that presents itself is yours to take. And sometimes God wants you to exercise the muscle of making sure that you're protective of that that time. Well, and
2: sometimes you're supposed to say no so that someone else can say yes. Exactly. Right. I mean, and you don't want to say yes to everything cause you can rob someone else of the opportunity that they're supposed to have in, to that position mm-hmm. and I think we have that mindset that God needs us to do everything right but he doesn't he doesn't really need us to do anything he's God right right he can he is is perfect in and of himself he's capable in and of his own he just wants our willingness and so we just have to check our willingness and make sure hey why am I doing this why am I considering this why am I not doing this why am I not considering this are you nervous? Am I getting, am I your red? I was playing is, with my necklace. Oh, your neck I is didn't. flushed up one side and down the other. It's been a while since I've talked she about had to myself speak. too. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> looking at you. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Um, but that, you know, that brings me to something that I wanted to talk about in the fact that, um, you know, sometimes when you, Chris and I are very goal oriented, right? It has to do with kind of our type A personalities. We're list people, whatever. Um, and we were in a spot in our marriage where we were really having a hard time because we were felt like we were going in a million different directions and we'd get invited to go out for dinner, you know, come over and hang out at someone's house. And we would say yes. And we would take Ryland, and Rylan was not good at going to bed at other people's houses. And he wasn't good past his bedtime. And it would infect everybody who was there and it would make us feel like we were as big as a little peapod mm-hmm. because people are, you know, get your kid under control, but we hadn't set them up for success. And we knew that. And so we kind of sat down and had this lengthy conversation with ourselves about how, um, okay, we have to say no to everything that is past bedtime mm-hmm. and we have to say no to things where even if they say put Rylan down at our house, cause that wasn't going to work. Um, we had to learn that once we saw the behavior begin to change, in Rye that we would go home because we, if not, the next day was going to be miserable as well. And then we started even looking at things about ourselves because we were constantly serving and volunteering and doing life group stuff. And, um, there was one month, like, I I can't even tell you, we spent a couple hundred dollars in babysitting fees because we had life group meetings and then we had leadership meetings and we had this and that, and it would just Mm. gotten out of control. And so we sat down and we were like, okay, let's come up with whatever it was four or five things that we would measure every yes or no against, you know, if we were given an opportunity to do something, we would measure it against this. Does it meet our priorities? What were those priorities? did it set us up for success and so forth. And so I've kind of constantly done that for myself now mm-hmm. in life where um what's the motivation? Mm-hmm. Is it serving me more than it's serving others? Is it you know just that I don't litmus test almost of of things that I can compare things to. Um and I'm an incredibly discerning spirit, but when it comes to knowing where God wants me to be, I, he just hasn't revealed a whole lot of that to me, but there are a few things that he's revealed to me. And so the ones that he has definitely made emphatic to me through this whole process of learning to be still was, um, first of all, I'm committed to being a wife. Doesn't line up with being a wife. I'm committed to being a mom. Doesn't line up with being a mom. And that was even, you know, God called me back into, um, into the hospital for five years for labor and delivery nursing again. And it's not really where I wanted to be but we had a financial need in our home and my husband had a need to feel like a little bit of stress had been taken off of him. And so again, I was able to look at that. Does it meet a need in my, in my husband and my, my marriage? Oh, yeah. Does it meet a need for my family? Um, and how can I, I worked nights so that it affected the family the least amount and I'm a night person. So that's where I would rather be anyways. And I love my night, my night nurses. Um, but The one thing that he always has given to me is this impeccable sense of peace. Mm -hmm. And it's not the relief because there are things that I have wanted to do that I've had to say no to. Speaking engagements, um, you know, friendships, um, girls night outs. It could be anything. But there are things I've wanted to do that I've had to say no to. Because I just knew like there was just this thing inside of me that was like, not now, just not now. Not that I can audibly hear maybe God's voice, but there's this deep sense of knowing yes or no. And sometimes I've had to walk through the door a little bit Mm -hmm. to really have confirmation because my thing is, is so I've had this opportunity to be a mentor at an event at Burnt Hickory Baptist called Anchored and it's for younger moms. And we have a mentor mom that sits at each table and, um, last minute. A couple of people called me and like, Hey, would you like to be a mentor? I'm not really thought about it, but I had been thinking recently how I need to have an opportunity where I'm tangibly giving back to women, where Mm -hmm. I'm connecting and I'm mentoring. And now, you know, my kids are in school all day long and I'm not really giving into them as much during the day. And I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I didn't really have a yes or no, but I knew that wasn't wrong. If yeah. I did it mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't necessarily right. If I did it, mm-hmm. I just decided I'm going to walk through the door and I'm going to let God say yes or no, if he does. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's not like I've got this overwhelming, this is where God's called me right. to be. Yeah. Um But I have the time and we are called to be investors and in others. Right. And I don't have a way in my life where I'm really doing that other than through be still be free. And so I just decided to say yes. And I didn't have to make anything big and sticky and taffy and quick sandy out of it. I just decided, Hey, you know what? I think that this would be okay for me to say yes. And mm-hmm. God has just been like, sure. It's yeah. just, it's not like, you know, there's no conflict or anything like that. And I've asked God to give me confirmation and, um, you know i don't wouldn't even tell you there's been a big writing on the wall that this is where you're supposed to be just that i don't feel a lack of peace right mm-hmm. in my soul right. about doing it yeah and so i think that that's been my thing about how do you hear the voice of god i don't you know, like I'm in a season right now where I'm just not even really sure that I hear a whole lot of the voice of God. And if I'm being honest, some of the new things that we're going to be rolling out with be still be free this fall, like I'm really kind of just following Monica's lead on this because I can't tell you that I have this emphatic, like, yes, you're supposed to do this, but I also don't have that. No, you're not supposed yeah. to do this. And so mm-hmm. sometimes like I'm kind of being a follower. And this, But I'm comfortable with that because I think yeah. I'm supposed to be. I think that's just kind of where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm trusting the leading of the other people within our little ministry that's saying, hey, let's try this. Hey, let's do this because it's not right. It's not wrong. Right. And there's no reason not to do it. And, and I don't have to have this epiphany aha moment that I'm waiting for something. Sometimes you have to move through the yes. doorway you I, have to move th- or the hallway in order to see the as doorway. As soon as you
1: said that, I thought doors can't open for you if you never leave your room.
2: Yes. You said that last night and I loved that. Did I say that last night? You did. Night? You told me that last that night. That was the Lord then. Because
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that sounded very You did. Original. I think we talked
2: about that at dinner last night. You okay. said that. And but that's yeah, like, so
1: true. Yeah. And so like, I, you know, when it comes to like B, I think we all are waiting for that. It's a podcast, room, you know, and. I don't know that God will do that again. That might not. And so like, let's just walk through a door and see what happens. Yeah. Let's just walk down the hall and see if this is something that, and I think too, um, I think sometimes when it comes to certain decisions, for sure, I would say that, um, God's in both options, Mm -hmm. you know, like he would be in the, like for the mentor moms, he was probably in the yes and the no. And like, well, what do you want to do? That's right. Like
2: I used to tell people, you know, we we wait for the perfect will of God. I'm not really quite sure there is always this perfect mm-hmm. will of God because I think there's A, B, C, D, and E, right? You you think if A doesn't work, I'll do B. And if B yeah. doesn't work, I'll do C. But God's in all of those. And if A is where He originally wanted you, He just may take you through B, C yep. and get back around to A. And the the important thing is is that we're just trying to be obedient to Him and that we're trying to serve Him. We have to be the hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Um and there are times like I have been debating about going back to work. And we talked about this in a, in a podcast early recording. I have not been released from being a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I know I have not been. Yeah.
2: And when I go and I start thinking about finding a job, there's no peace in it. Like I almost don't even want to look. Yeah. Um. And so that's one of the reasons yeah. I know it's not time for me to go back to work. I have not been released of this season in order to be called into another season. And so I'm peacefully waiting here as a stay-at-home mom, but that doesn't mean that I can't be a mentor mom and I can't continue to serve with be still be free. And I can't do this or I can't do that. There's still things that God can use me in my gifts and talents, but where I'm at right now lines up with what I know my priorities are and, and, and who God created me to be. So
1: There's a book by John Ortberg, and I'll link to it um, in the show notes, but it's called All the Places to Go, How Mm -hmm. Will You Know, which is kind of a fun little take on the Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. But his whole point in the book is – God is not so mean that he gives you doors one and doors two and is, takes his hands away and is like, okay, you better pick right or you're That's damned right. forever. Yeah. That's right. you know? This is not make a deal. This is not let's make <laughs> yeah. a deal. And he yeah. said the most important thing to God is not which decision you make, but who you become That's right. in the process of making that decision. Yep. And that has freed me up so much because mm-hmm. I spent so much of my early Christian walk like as a single person, like trying to figure out like, if i don't choose right like i've ruined the trajectory of my whole life yes. forever and picked yes. the wrong arm and like yes. i'm screwed um and it's such a limited view of god he's too creative he's too mm-hmm. uh, too many l- too vast to limit that way, mm-hmm. and so, um, so if you are like vacillating between a decision and don't know if God's in in A or B, well, he maybe he's in both, both. and just wants you to walk through the decision making mm-hmm. process with him mm-hmm. and see who you transform into mm-hmm. while you do that. And mm-hmm. one might be saying yes, and one might be saying no, right?
2: Right? One might be doing something and one might not be doing something, and maybe you say no and it wasn't the right thing, but that's okay. Cause God will take you through that and he's going to teach you a process exactly. and bring you back out onto the other side. And yeah. so I think, what was it? The quote that you said last night, um, that I think it was Lisa, um, that, Oh, you were talking about, you're not that plans. powerful. You're not that. Yeah. What was oh, it? Oh yeah.
1: Uh, Lisa Bevere, um, posted something on Instagram and it said, if you feel like you've, um, made the wrong choice yeah. in your life, um, Take rest, my friend. You're not that powerful. Yeah. Like you've ruined, like if you've ruined yeah. the, God's plans for your yes. life, you're not that powerful. Yeah. Oh, and I told, really good. I told Monica, that I, said, good?
2: I don't struggle with the powerful part. I, I feel like it's, you're not that stupid, right? Because I feel like I'm too, like, am I so stupid? I've missed opportunities yeah. that God's like, it was right there. Why didn't you choose it? You know, or I told you what to do. You just didn't open the door. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you were just dumb enough not to listen. And, and that's the thing. You're not powerful enough and you're not, ignorant enough to ruin what what God God wants for you. you, As long as you're constantly seeking him and willing, that's it. It's just a willingness. And he's glorified and worshiped in our willingness. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing too, because it's really just all about glorifying and worshiping him. And I would even say this in relationships. Um, if you're waiting for the world to make you happy and you think you're just sitting still being still, um, you know, you can't, You can't just be still in relationships. You have to be willing to walk down the hallway Mm -hmm. to see the doors of opportunity and how you can serve other people and how you can give to other people. Um, It's not just about
0: sitting there waiting for people to give to you. And you know, something that you said too, um, like when you were talking about you know, you're kind of take following Monica, Mm -hmm. with this, I think that's an important thing to talk about when we're talking about following God, because sometimes he will lead you through other people. He will. And, you know, there've been times where like, I should have allowed God to lead me through other people. And it would have saved me a lot of heartache Mm -hmm. if I had, you know, like heard his voice through some wise counsel and like through some warnings from, you know, friends and mentors, um, or marriages or, mm -hmm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because
2: mm-hmm. we're really bad. Women are really bad at allowing their husbands to lead them through something.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I, I think that
2: that's true. I think it's okay that um, it's it's okay sometimes to not be the one in charge. It's okay sometimes yeah. to not have all the answers. It's okay sometimes to just trust that, Hey, this is, this is a connection point, a relationship that God has put together. And I may not always have all the answers. So you know what, if someone else is feeling big about it, Mm -hmm. just walk in that process with them until God shuts the door. And if God does shut the door, then he shuts it in front of both of you. Right. And if he opens the door, he opens it in front of both of you. But at least you were having the faith to, to have some of that trust and um, and you know what? You were telling a story too. This is really good about Beth Moore. and I was
1: just thinking about yeah, that, story. that story. Yeah, tell that story what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. So um, the Christy Knuckles podcast, Glorious and the Mundane. I mean, listen to us, but listen to her too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she um, ha- interviewed Beth Moore and they have known each other like since the late 90s, So I did, which I didn't know, right. but they had been really close. And Christy was tell- reminding Beth of a story of when Christy was working at the same church as Beth back in like 96, 97, and Christy was and her husband were getting involved with um, some other friends, that the pastor and Beth had both kind of sat them down and was like, just be careful, like just be careful. like Didn't get into specifics, didn't gossip, didn't say anything bad, but just like you just – be cautious of this relationship. And Christy talked about how like they were having this conversation on the phone and Christy said, and I totally sassed you. I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Da, da, da. Like telling Beth more, like sassing Beth more cracked me up and made me so happy. And, um, <laughs> I mean, because I don't I know, know what why. You made, I know it's hilarious. So, um, so she's just sassing her and then like, they didn't like ever really talk about it again. And then, Christy and Nathan left, and so the next time Christy saw Beth um, was a couple years later at the very first Passion Conference in Texas, oh, wow. and so Christy was rehearsing on the stage, and in the those couple years, everything had come out about these friendships and how detrimental it really was, and the oh, truth oh really got revealed, and Beth was right, um, but Beth was like, I could have been very wrong, so I also, there's a lot of room for growth on everybody's <laughs> yeah, side yeah. here. But Christy was rehearsing for Passion, and Beth walked in, and as soon as Christy saw her, she left the stage and walked over and, like, just put her head on her shoulder and started bawling. Oh! And how Beth just hugged her and was like, baby, there's no way you could have known,
0: you Aww. know, and just
1: gave her so much grace in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like – Christy knockle I'm speaking for her, needed that to happen the way that it did for right. her to grow and to yeah. learn you can trust other people's counsel. Because a that's lot right. of times the counsel that we've been given has been wrong sure. and it makes it hard to trust. But that's where you gotta really lean into your spirit and like, does my spirit line up with their spirit? That's can right. I trust the per- that person's leading? Can I trust where they're headed and follow them? Yeah. Because um, God
2: does put people in your life mm-hmm. yeah. to help you when the when the water's muddy.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because
2: sometimes they can see it more clearly than you can.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. So. Well, this has been enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah been like, what, what
1: helped me to, <laughs> God love her. What helped me too was Sarah when I was like, st- like not stressing out, but just really trying to like factor out my emotions and motivations with the whole room mom thing. She was like, don't make it more of a big deal than it is. It's <laughs> yeah. really not a big don't deal. Don't <laughs> like, Just say no and move on. Yeah. And I was like, it's the room mom. mom. <laughs> she was like, just say no and move on. I was like. <laughs> Can I do
2: that? Don't give it power. Don't give it power. what it was. Don't give it power. It to just something a ease, that it's doesn't li- deserve
1: power. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, no, doesn't. they were like, totally understand. Not a big, not a big deal at all. Yeah. Like, and I was yeah. like, I could have wasted so much more time yeah. oh, working about that. myself yeah. up about that. Yeah. And we, so that was great counsel. We
2: tend to give power to things that don't need or deserve
1: power. <sighs> I've thought about that. I mean, ever since you said that, I've applied that to so yeah. many other Take situations. Like, I don't need to let this have so much power over mm-hmm me I need to like just make my mm-hmm. decision we're the ones that are in charge our yeah. minds are the ones that are of God yeah
2: so don't let the mundane don't let the little things out there have power so don't yeah. sweat the small hey, stuff. that's a be free Friday right there there you go <laughs>
0: don't, I had a friend in okay this is sign it but I had a friend in college and her um high school uh quote you know they do that like senior yeah. quote was um don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things <laughs>
1: Now, so many many times times that's some good advice that will take you so like far. do the petty
2: things. It makes me
0: laugh because that's hilarious. Well, on that
2: note. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> we're going to go pet some yeah. pet You can tweet things. that.
0: <laughs> Monica, will you pray for us? Um, oh, yeah. This, this, today. <laughs> this uh, <week. laughs> This, this,
1: this morning, day. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the ladies that are in this room with me. I pray that you would bless them. And I pray that everyone that's listening to our voice that you would just bless them, comfort them, bring peace to them. And I pray that you would begin to open their eyes um, so that they're able to hear you and follow your leading in whatever way it shows up. I know that we've all talked about just the different ways that we kind of hear from you and how we follow you. And hopefully that has brought some awareness to other women who are listening that maybe you have been speaking and they just hadn't quite paid attention or didn't think it was you or wrote it off as um, insignificant. And so I just pray that they would find those things, that they would know that it is you and you would give them confirmation and just help them to follow wherever you may lead. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.